Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always is my dearest, dearest friend, Doruk Singer. Hello, Benjamin. How is the studio? I love seeing that background on you. Yes, well, it's uh, it's nice to actually have a proper background rather than my f- freaking laundry, yeah. uh, which so many people have commented on. It's not a proper laundry. It's uh, it's a it's a half-assed laundry, but it's tiny. I live in a small house, but it's nice to have room. More importantly, it's nice to go somewhere and work. It's That's it's, the- it's 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 a halfway. It's a uh, it's the lobby to the dunny. You just the, the, yes, the waiting is, room of the Dunny. It is, and I, I was trying to explain to a friend of mine. It's like it, it, the size of the laundry is probably maybe one meter twenty by maybe two meters, right? And the amount we can cram in there, which is a washing machine, uh, cupboards, laundry, and then we've got one of those pulleys where I hang the washing above. It's amazing. I feel I'm always quite proud of the laundry just because we've jammed so much in there. To free up the rest of the house. And that's why at the moment now, the fact that I can come all the way to the studio, the place I've missed the most, mate, it is good. It is good. It is good to be back. Yes, yeah, exciting. And um, yeah, restrictions are easing and easing. No masks now in Melbourne. We're recording, by the way, on the 23rd of November, which is Monday. And I give it a st- timestamp so there's context to in case suddenly shit changes. We never know. You, you never know. But the big announcement was, and which I'm very excited about, uh, is, and you'll see it uh, on the gram, is uh, I already booked in before the announcement, but 7.30 tonight, I'll be playing my first game of squash in nine Oh, Clap it out. Yes. Clap it out. The squash dog is back. Now, can, the... can, can I just, as a friend, as a podcast husband, as a carer uh, of your don't, well-being, don't can you yourself. go easy and make sure you don't <laughs> fucking injure yourself because there's right. things that are going to be out of control. And this is this has been the big talking point at home. They're like, look, you have put on weight. You know, you have been doing boot camp, but let's say the kilos haven't been falling off as as fast as you want them to be. Uh, and uh, and my partner just said, look, you know, whatever you do, don't don't injure yourself. But also, I'm on a winning streak that is close to two years. That's the that's the problem I have. My friend Jules, who I play with, uh, who you know, he's never beaten me in a match. And we've been playing pretty much at the same time this podcast started, and he hasn't stacked it on. So he's he's coming up. He's pretty pumped because he's been mm. playing a bit of tennis, and he's like, the, he keeps texting. He goes, "This this could be this could be the first time I bet you." Like, yeah, he wins he wins a game here and there, but when yeah. it comes to the match, he's never beat me. So I, am, I was the first, the only first and only time I played with you was with Jules as well. So yes. I was there. Remember? Uh, and so. And- so yeah, so it's back. It's it's very exciting. So it, so it, your fear of losing to Jules for the first time could potentially surpass your consciousness of how careful you are with with your body. So we could be having this chat next week after having you <laughs> done some damage to yourself. Live from the Royal Melbourne Hospital. <laughs> uh, no, I think I am. Just because I've been so, like, for instance, uh, uh, I have been doing boot camp for five months. I didn't go this morning. So it's the first time I've missed it. Um, and the reason why I didn't go this morning was because it was uh, torrential rain in Melbourne. And I always said uh, to my partner, I said, I'm quite... Uh, conscious of not injuring myself, but there's no way in hell I'm doing it in absolutely downpour because I know I'll slip and I know I'll really injure myself. So I remember calling up the train and saying, hey, I'm not coming. And blessing in disguise, he did do it this morning, uh, but then had to cancel it halfway through because of lightning strikes. So- what's, the sto- what's the go with lightning? Because in my head, because I, I live in the city, right? And in yeah. my ignorant, non-scientific brain, I'm like, well, lightning strikes the highest point. And if I'm at ground level, um, there's trees, there's fucking heaps of things that can protect me, right? So, for example, yesterday, it was a thunder and lightning around 6 p.m. And um, and was pissing down rain. But I hadn't done my uh, allocated run for the day. So I decided, fuck it, I'm going to go again because um, it's double gains. You know the concept of double gains. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, you yes. introduced me to the idea that if you feel like you're too lazy or it's too cold or it's raining or windy out there, that if you do it, then you get bonus points. So yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, double gains. So I went out, did about an hour and 15 minutes, I think I ran yesterday, hour and five or whatever. And um, yeah, I had a great time because the rain was just warm. Like it was just nice, perfect summer rain. Yeah. And I was, I, it was one of the best runs I've had, I reckon, all year because... 
no cunt was out. That wet, like no it one was matter. there. Oh, but th- that's the point. It's just like it doesn't matter. About it doesn't the matter. Wet. But also, it's just so nice because no one was around, and yeah. I ran through the botanical gardens inside. So I ran around the tan track, but also went inside along that lake and all that stuff. And there was just dead. Like maybe one or two people having picnics in the gazebo, but uh, you know they were just. I guess they couldn't escape. But I was loving it, and I'm like, you know what? I genuinely do love that that when it rains going for a run because no one else is around it feels like it's just this whole this whole place is for me like they've opened the park for me so yeah. i i and, and i gotta be honest with you there is that double gains feeling that bonus feeling is real like i felt afterwards like i feel good after a run all the time and it's something that sammy Shah yeah. said as well you never regret a workout once you've finished right no and but when you've done it after the stacks were the odds were against you stacked against you you feel extra good i'm like yeah i should have stayed in bed i should have slept i should have not bought it and then i did it and i'm like yeah motherfucker but my question comes back to lightning do i have to worry about it uh because if it hits you uh you have a strong possibility of dying Um, i know that but can it hit me (laughs) i mean yes it can it can now if you're in an open field yes it always strikes the highest point and if it's uh, metal it's a conductor so it it strikes it again i'm no expert on this well listeners uh let let us know uh uh, on the tile of the instagram underneath when we post this tell us what you think about lightning and how much i should be worried but go on what do you reckon benny so because they always say if you're in an open field uh you shouldn't go to a tree because if the tree gets hit then you get hit that's that's always uh the common one so you shouldn't go to the tree because if it strikes the tree then it, you know there's a possibility you'll go through and strike you if you're next to a tree. Right. But that's why they're saying as well. It's like when you're playing golf, and you're in an open field. You know, if it goes down and you've got a club which is a conductor, then you're more of a chance of getting hit. That's why they're yeah. always like when there's lightning strike, uh, you're out. So you have to be pretty unlucky to get struck by lightning. Yeah. But if you're in an f- open field, then you have more chance because you're probably the highest point in that instance. That's where that phrase, you know, uh, getting struck by lightning as a like a, you know, a li- flash in the pan, that sort of concept where they're like, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice kind of thing. Well, like, well, you say that, but I, I, mean, yes. I, I have met a guy. So when I was traveling through Europe, I was camping in, uh, in San Sebastian, which is uh, down in, in Spain. Spain? Mm, they've um, got good Basque cheesecakes. Uh, I'm sure they do. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that's where the Basque cheesecakes comes from. Yeah, you know. Again, right below, if you know. I don't. I uh, We just drove from Amsterdam straight down to there. Anyway, I met this Dutch guy. Is this guy. part of that uh, trip that you were going to look for boobs? Uh, no, that was later on life. That was, we didn't have a car back then. We, this time I was uh, with my best mates, Eric, and we uh, just jumped in the car and headed all the way down. Met this Dutch guy and he goes, yeah, I've been struck by lightning. And I was like, and he goes, and I've got a conference coming up and there's a special conference where people who've been struck by lightning, not once, but twice get together every year. And I'm like... A conference? So there's a conference. And so there's only like, so in Holland, he said there's only like, uh, like, there's more than I thought it would be, but he's like, there's like close to 500 to 800 people in Holland in this club that have been struck struck by lightning twice. And That's too many people. It, I know, and I know, and I was just like, oh, what was it? And so he explained, so the first time um, he got struck was he was at a bus stop waiting when he was like uh, 16 and uh, he was waiting for it. It was like thunderstorms and he was the only one at the bus stop and the bus stop, uh, lightning hit the bus stop and then uh, hit him as well because it was like it was conducted and went through the bus stop and it shot him up into the air and he flew like something like five or six metres and doesn't remember anything. All he remembers is waking up uh, when there were people around him, and he was struck through. So it went through his like went through his body, and he was really lucky. So it wasn't the full strike. So the full strike hit the bus stop, and then he had like little strikes because it's not like just one. It's a whole bunch that come off it. So he got hit by a little one, and they said that when the bystanders came over, he's. Uh, his uh, his shoes had come off, like like out of a movie, and smoke was coming from his feet. Wow, I've I just realised. Well, first of all, when when it happens to you once, and if you know about the club, do you try and chase the second one so you can yeah, just join I know, the club? That's that was my exact question. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, so you, you did you feel like you had superpowers? He's like, no, I was in hospital for ages. It was the worst experience of my life. And I was like, okay. And then the second time, he was on a boat. 
and the boat got hit and then everyone in the boat, so it wasn't just him, everyone got like an electric shot, but he said it was nowhere near as bad as the first one. He goes, yeah, I've pretty much been hit by twice. And they get together and they, they and I was like, but what do you talk about? Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, well, uh, do you discuss eyebrow reattaching techniques? Yeah, or and or you are you all just like wearing like you know like t-shirts with a lightning strike on? Like, is, yeah. I, I assume there's a fair bit of trauma behind it. Like, like there's maybe like, it's a shared experience that only those people who have been through it kind of need each other. Maybe totally. And I you feel would like... feel if you would if you could flip it like we like to talk on this podcast. If you did flip it, went yeah. I, how lucky am I? Like yeah. lightning can strike twice, and it strike quite like you know like it's the chances of it happening. Are, Pretty fucking rare. Talk about double gains, double lightning. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I just, and I, I, yeah. I remember I was so fascinated by him, and I kept asking questions, and I think he got a bit sick of me. And went, yeah, I also just to... realised that I kind of, I've been not hit by lightning, but I've been affected by lightning uh, in Sri Lanka. They, they always talk about be careful when there's lightning and thunder. Switch things off. Uh, you know, don't trust the electrical systems that you know has been put in place by the construct. Uh, you know. But when the house was built and stuff. And I'm always like, yeah, whatever. Those are just WhatsApp messages that get forwarded. You know what I mean? There's always like, oh, someone was using the phone while uh, it was being charged. Yeah. And then lightning hit and they were a piece of charcoal and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I genuinely poo-pooed it all, right? Uh, until I think it was maybe two years ago, three years ago. I was in Sri Lanka. I had the phone on the charger and was watching it maybe. But my earphones were Bluetooth. And I felt there was a lightning strike that was intense. And I think the Bluetooth popped or something like that. Like I'm, I'm having vague memories. Maybe it was not Bluetooth. Maybe it was the, the, the iPhone. Either way, it happened, right? It was enough <laughs> for me to know. You got struck by lightning through Bluetooth. <laughs> I think so. But maybe not Bluetooth. Look, you know how your memory is sort of sometimes just retrofitting a uh, uh, thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, while I might not remember what happened, I know how I felt. And what I felt was really, really scared. And I switched off everything. I was like, Mom, you're right. I, I was trying to be a smart ass, say, yeah, you know, technology has come a long way. You can't get hit by, you know, it's not going to affect you in the safety of a house. And I was like, Mom, you spot on. You nailed it. Because honestly, it was like, it, the lightning happened. You can see like the flash of it. The next thing I know, there was just a, like, I went in, in, inside in the cozy, like I'm under the doona and it still happened. I was like, all right. I, I've learned my lesson. Sorry, uh, you know, the universe for doubting your, your uh, authenticity. But anyway, so be careful out there is the point. Be careful, uh, be careful people. Uh, when there's lightning, get, get out of the way. But that's well, but the, open field. So, so I'm in the city, though. There's buildings everywhere. I must Yeah, be you're safe. fine. In the city, it's totally fine. And look, even in built-up areas where you've got two stories and apartment blocks, they're going to hit those mobile phone towers before it's going to hit you. Do you know what I mean? What Unless if I just like, carry like a massive rubber pole with a little bit of a needle on top and just run with that? Well, they always say, you know, wear rubber shoes. Like that's, you know, like that's 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 the good one because well, always you're not a conductive because you're just a conductive straight to earth. So that's rubber helps are. because I always run with a condom on. So just <laughs> in case I'm having no, such a good tree. time that I want to. One on your cock and two on your feet. <laughs> yeah, in case I want to root an oak tree in the garden. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah I'm uh, but I was conscious about it uh, yesterday because I was riding back. Uh, I was uh, doing a little bit of work because uh, last week uh, on uh, Friday I made my first real big purchase in the first nine months after a lot of research, after oh. a lot of uh, Tour de France and uh, friends you bought some cheese. Bought some cheese. I am now a cheesemaker. No, I um no, and a lot of listeners. I bought my first proper uh, bike. So I bought a fancy new bike. And when you say uh, proper, you mean road bike? Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a hybrid, so it can go off road, but it's predominantly uh, a road bike. And I took it for a spin. And I had to go all the way out to Paran and back to uh, my in-laws. And usually my best time to get uh, in a 10-kilometer ride, so from Brunswick out to Paran, my best time uh, my in-laws was usually about, I sometimes could get under, I could get under maybe like, you know, 30 minutes. I took my new set of wheels, a giant Contender SL1 with 28 
uh, size tyres and I wasn't going super fast and I did it in 25 minutes and I wasn't even wow. trying. Wow. So it is the painstaking event of researching it and actually even going to bike stores. Because I don't know if you know this, Jill, uh, the predominant... The, the people who work in bike stores, young men between the age of, say, 20 to 30, uh, about 9 out of 10 of them who work in a bike store are fucksticks. Uh, they are arrogant. They are rude. They are so condescending that at one stage throughout this process in the last couple of weeks, I had to let a guy know that he was this fucking condescending. Tell us that, the, give us the breakdown. So you go in, what, what, what first sets along? Give us a bit of a paint a picture. So I go into the store and I'm going to give uh, this example. I won't mention the store because uh, actually in the end uh, met the owner. They're quite lovely. Uh, but it's that uh, same thing where you walk in and they're like, uh, I was like, g'day. And he's like, g'day. Uh, how are you going? I was like, um, uh, oh, I'm actually looking for... Uh, I'm looking for a giant contender. I know you guys are a bit out of stock, uh, but I'm happy to look for a bit of a hybrid. He goes, mate, there's no stock here. And, and like, do you really need a hybrid? Don't, don't, well, like, from the get-go, questioning what I think I'm going to get already put me off. I was like, well, actually, yeah, I have been doing a bit of research. And he's like, oh, yeah. So, you know, to one point, he did say this. He's like, you've been watching a lot of Tour de France, have you? Now, yes, he was correct on that point. Uh, <laughs> He was correct on that one. And I'm sure you get a lot of people after the Tour de France going, fuck, you know what? I'm going to be the next Julien Alaphilippe and I'll win the next tour. So he had that, but he was just so dismissive of everything I said. And it just, and I'd experienced this a couple of times and I let it go because, you know, hey, people have been struggling in retail. But with this guy, and then he said, and then what was the one that tipped me over? He goes, look, mate, like, you, like, are you riding on the road or are you riding on gravel? I mean, are you even riding that much? And I went, you can stop it right there, mate. He's like, what? I was like, the way you're talking to me is so condescending. I'm a customer and you've just dismissed everything I've said. And to be honest, you're coming across as a wanker. And he just went wide in the face. He just went, oh, and he got defensive. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you got me all wrong. He started backpedaling? Oh, back... (laughs) <laughs> backpedaling hard he's like oh no no oh no 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 you, you you've got it all wrong i was like there you go again but i was just copping shit at every fucking bike store i was like i i'm a customer i want to spend my money i don't yeah. have an income and i'm really i'm willing to spend money like what's wrong with you but in the end yeah i did find one because nothing's in stock so in the first lockdown everyone bought bicycles like the guys who, who, who fixed my bicycles, they were like, they, they don't even sell bicycles. They just do maintenance. They were like, man, we sold everything. So there's no stock in Australia. So I was looking for this one particular bicycle. So I was just calling up, calling up, and eventually I found it, trialed it out. A big shout out, Ivanhoe Cycles. Amazing customer service. The best customer service I've seen in a while. And they had a bike, a uh, lovely young guy who um, uh, helped me out. What uh, did you think of your idea of a hybrid? Um, well, he was just, he was really good. He was, uh, he was, uh, he was very supportive. Hmm. He was, uh, but also. And what did he think of you uh, watching Tour de France? Well, no, no, no. You know what he got distracted by? I was wearing my Ninja Warrior t-shirt and he's like, can you get me on the show? <laughs> oh, wow. Do they have a ramp for bicycles as well? <laughs> yeah. It was, but how nerdy is this? I love this guy. He's like, oh, I actually don't really want to be on the show. I've just finished engineering and I really want to design the course. I was like, oh. I was like, okay. He's like. Cool. Yeah, I was like, he goes, yeah, I just, I, I really like how when they work out, and he started talking engineering stuff, I'm like, hey, let's get back to me and the bicycles, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is my time, buddy. You know what? Yeah, I'm you know, to here's, a... here's, the, here's the producers for Channel 9 or whatever. Hey, uh, that story does remind me, the, the wanker story does remind me of 2012 when I walked in uh, and I'd, uh, my parents uh, just, I dropped them off at the airport and dad gave me some money to buy a new suit uh, because I was like, you know, using the same one over and over just when I started doing comedy. He's like, you know what? Uh, uh, buy, buy a brand new one that you can wear for stage. And I was all excited. And I remember I walked into the store. I believe it was, I know it was the uh, Spencer Street uh, DFO. Uh, I think it might have been Oxford. Fuck it. I don't care if it's, if I'm pretty sure it was Oxford. And if it's not, I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think it was Oxford. I walked in and the lady goes, I just literally walked in and she goes, Sorry, love, we don't have anything above L. 
And I was like, but I could have been buying a suit for someone else. I, I really was like, you, you just made that fucking assessment. I mean, yes, I was big and I was after 2XL. That's no doubt about it. But wait till I ask, you know. And it's not like she was busy. She was just behind the counter. And it was so con. It made me feel so, ironically made me feel so small. And I just really <laughs> felt so shit. And now I'm like, I, I almost want to do that pretty woman julia roberts moment where i'm now yeah. 50, you know 40 kilos lighter and just rolling going remember i was here eight years ago big mistake big mistake, big mistake. <laughs> look at this i mean I, and actually to be honest i didn't even realize considering how many jackets i've bought since then right yeah like, totally that, think you, about you, the amount of money that store. she could have made she could have made with all this because all again I'm, I'm a new suit size now so i've got to fucking figure that out which we spoke about in the last thing that but that's funny how I'm, rude is that though just to assume it's so rude. I remember I did it once in Holland where I look, I was shopping and then I went into a store. And look, like from my face, as soon as I walked in and went out the back, I was like, duh, I fucked up here. This is a lady store. I'm like, I have completely just missed the mark on this one. As and in, then as you're I, shopping for ladies? Yeah. No, the lady no, store. When you say Holland, you gotta be specific. <laughs> what, no, what do you no. mean by so lady just, store? I was clothes shopping and I, I, oh, and clothes I, shopping okay clothes shopping so I wasn't like <laughs> I mean, I mean for the record I have never done that I just want to put that oh, on really? the record no oh. I, yes like, uh, I on work. the record I've done plenty <laughs> No, but like I've talked about this on the podcast that I, I worked in the red light district in, 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 in the Netherlands and I don't know if I've ever told this story. The first time I worked, um, I worked in a nightclub and they said that the person said, hey, just so you know, uh, we need you to go get dinner. We always get the new guy to go get dinner. Uh, you have to get everyone's orders and then come back. Then we all have dinner behind the bar and then the rush keeps going and then we're done at 3 a.m. So I was like, okay. Working behind the bar, I was like, finally got a job in Amsterdam. I said, hey, time to get brooches. That's what we call them in Holland. Time Belches. to get brooches. Brooches. So brood is bread in Dutch, and brooches is like little breads. So it's, that's okay. you, you add a T-J-E-S on everything. It's like a breadlet. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so this is how they described it. I'll never forget this. I was like, you know, young guy. I was like, okay, so I got everyone's orders. And they were like, okay, so what you do is you go out of the club, you turn left. And then when you get to the first little laneway, you turn left. And when you get to the, uh, the, uh, the uh, lovely sex worker with the spider on her belly, turn uh, left again. Keep walking until you go past uh, all the women uh, from uh, different countries. Uh, and then you can get to the brochure shop. I was like, okay, well, that's pretty, pretty simple. I was like, okay. And then I'll never forget it. I was like, okay, cool. Here we go. And I'd been through the red light district. So like, I didn't know where I was, but I was like, so I grabbed my orders, walked there, uh, walked down there, saw the sex worker with the spider on her belly. I was like, there you are. But I pointed, like, I was pointing like it was a direction. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, there you are. And then she just opened the door going, I'm ready when you are. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And it kind of freaked me out. She's like, come on, don't be shy. I was like, no, 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 I'm getting brooches. I'm like a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. And a... then I remember I got like... I, I she's like, that's going to cost extra, champ. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember I was just like, I was so... I just went bright red. And I remember I like backed away. And then I bumped into this skinny little uh, redhead guy. Like I just bumped into him and Luke knocked McGregor. him. Uh, <laughs> Luke McGregor. And I knocked him, like, because he was behind me on the other side. And I went, I'm so sorry. But then I looked at him, and it was this skinny redheaded guy. And then I saw the woman that he was negotiating with, who he was about to go in with. And I was like, well, everyone has a particular type. But let's just say the woman that he wanted to do his thing with was literally 20 times the size of him. So I felt really awkward with that. And then once I got through uh, the foreign section and I got to the brocher place, I was kind of in shock. I was like, oh, this is – I don't think I could ever do this. Like, like I was just like, order my what, sandwiches. Bread. <laughs> yeah, I've been off carbs ever since. <laughs> no, what do you mean you could never do this? No, it was just that thing was like – I, I could never knock on a window and, 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 and sleep with a sex worker. Not in those circumstances in, in Amsterdam. Circumst oh, yeah, I think I would be uncomfortable in the uh, Amsterdam setup. I'm very grateful for Australia's sex industry and the fact that it's legalized here because, you know, like a bit of real talk. Oh, it's legalized like, in Holland as well. They've got yeah, a I know, I know, I know. But it's like it's a bit more, I felt like there's a little bit more care and, and you know, 
healthier attitude towards it here in Australia than what I saw the one time I went to Holland in I was 16 with my mom and dad and we walked through the red light district, right? I didn't it's feel confronting. There. It's confronting the red Whereas light district. Whereas here in Australia, because it is sort of, you know, uh, legalized and is policed, I really appreciated the the formalities around it and the fact that I, well, very simply put it, like, you know, in my 20s, I wanted to have sex and no one wanted to have sex with me for free. And so I decided, you know what? I have money from accounting. I might as well, uh, you know, use, uh, like, you know, take advantage of the services that are offered in this country. So um, I am a big uh, fan of the sex work industry because of that, because it really did, did make you? me feel less lonely. Yeah. That's what, what, do you not listen when I talk? No, that what you were talking about it in a roundabout way. I didn't think if you no. actually then went through with it. You, you, when you, I said, for the record, I have done it plenty. At that point, did you not pick ah, up on this? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, maybe I was. Yeah. I don't know, It'd I be don't nice know. if you listen to me once in a while, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I, I just, have, I've never known this about you that you've actually, that you've mm. actually gone through with it. Now, yeah. what, what was his name? Oh my God! What a reductive. <laughs> Uh, we were on some really nice, you know, progressive chat about a healthy attitudes towards the sex work industry. Um, can you, how old were you when you first did it? Various ages. Well, let's just go with the first one. We don't have to go through all 16 of them. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm fully comfortable necessarily okay, okay, going okay. No, into no, no, specifics. No. Yeah. But yeah, broadly speaking, in my 20s, yeah, for sure. Because I, cause my, my, cause my, my forte in it, and I, I've never done it, but I used to have, we used to have uh, uh, sex workers who'd come to the club and have knockoff drinks. And I remember there was one lady, uh, Lady Simone, whether it's her I real name. I don't know name. if you could use the word knockoff. <laughs> then, did you have, while well, they were having knockoff drinks, were you having knock one-off drinks? <laughs> but, that's what, but that's what it is. She finished, she'd finished work. She'd have like, her set yeah, clients. exactly. Just like any it's other a, service industry. Yeah, it's like, and she'd have knockoff So she'd come and then I'd be like, hey, and she's like, I said, oh, how, you know, how does it work? She goes, look, I'm part of the union. I still work uh, for myself. I have uh, fixed clients. And, uh, and the reason why I do this is I really like what I do. I deal uh, with a lot of people uh, with disabilities who come uh, to Amsterdam. I provide quite a unique service. And she goes, also, I could move on to another job. I know that due to my age, I've got a lifeline. She goes, but I wanted to put both my kids in private school. Right. And so, but she would have to travel really fast. So she couldn't do it in her home city because she wanted to have some sort of, she didn't want that many people to know what she did for for work mm-hmm. but you know what's really interesting do you know and I, this she told me this do you know the busiest time uh for the red light district is have a guess when do you reckon the busiest time uh for the red light based district on is? the enthusiasm of your question i'm just gonna pick valentine's day valentine's day oh, that is a very good guess oh christmas yeah very good guess as well they are in really? the they're supposed in the top five the busiest time is there is a massive department store in amsterdam nearby called the bayakorf now, when the Bayakov has their big, big Boxing Day sales or their version of it, which is in the middle of the year, where everyone, all these women go there, their husbands need a place to go. Oh, that's <laughs> and, no. See, that's a slightly different issue as long as, you know. I mean, that, she goes, that's, that's the busiest time. So when there's a massive sale at the shopping center, that's their biggest time. And I was like, is that include? Because when I used to work in the nightclub, they, uh, you'd, what what would they do is like uh, the huge people like men from the UK go all the time, and what would happen is you'd have two soccer teams who've had like a massive final in the UK, and then it was like custom where they just come to the streets of Amsterdam. The two separate teams would then drink and then pretty much either punch on in the street and then go have sex with sex workers. And it was like I didn't see this once or twice. I saw it heaps, and I was just like, ah, mm. oh. because then that made me think like our perception of sex. Uh, I, you know, I feel like I've got a healthy approach to it. I've had issues with it in the past. But, you know, like any adult, you try and grow up and kind of understand what your sexuality is. But over there, you see it from different countries' perspectives as well. Like just the, you know, people, you know, people's approach to sex is, is, is totally different. But in the red light district, it's, you know, a lot of people come just for the sightseeing, but a lot of people come there for the sex. So a lot of people come there for, for various reasons and various fetishes as well. And um, yeah, like I well, speaking from my perspective, I think for me, one of the best things about it was I felt myself when I 
uh, my self-esteem was so low in my 20s because of rejection after rejection. And um, you start to feel inept. I guess as you grow up as a man or a boy, you're sort of told that if you're not sexually active, you're somehow failing as a man. And that sort of started to necessarily like translate into my confidence when it came to sex. And having, uh, you know, uh, sex work in... Uh, as an option for me made me feel like, oh no, I still can do this just because I'm not being able to do it by meeting someone at a nightclub or a bar or whatever, that at least everything still works well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it yeah, gave yeah. me it gave me that assurance that I was so and also I felt very like I felt very lone uh, uh, lonely a lot of those times, you know, um uh in the lead up to it. And so it was just nice to connect with someone. And um as long as everything was, you know, I think the industry is and safe and 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 looked and then the workers are looked after i really think it's a a really positive thing to have in in a country to, because it's 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 silly to try and pretend like it doesn't happen uh, if yeah. you try and legal uh, make it illegal uh but by ma- legalizing it there's a lot more um regulation around it i guess and and I, I felt very i always felt very safe and felt actually just less lonely and i for that i'm very appreciative of yeah, I um, yeah, I've only known one of other other another friend of mine who who, who had dabbled in that world, but he said that he experienced uh, the, the, more the seedy side of it, uh, where it, it doesn't become regulated and it made him feel really uncomfortable. But I agree, Dil. If it you know the more it's regulated, the more uh, support safety around a sex workers, uh, the better it is. And the fact that in Holland they've got a union, I always find right. that absolutely fascinating because they can then get together and and bargain. Because of course there's a lot of seedy components uh, where it's like women that have been trafficked, all that kind of jazz. Where yeah, it's, of course, you know. And then the flip side is, you know, could you, could you know, like and just separating separating it. Um, from how you would feel because people go would you go see a sex worker I was like I wouldn't is that oh is that because you've got a daughter you know and you can imagine your daughter having to go down would you support her going that down that you know form of work and I and I you know not that I've thought about that but it's you know it's quite a confronting industry uh, because sex is still so taboo. If it was more talked about and it was more discussed, I think, I don't know, I think it would be... Um... We have, uh, I know for a fact, we have a couple of uh, uh, listeners who are sex workers themselves. So hopefully they, uh, you know, uh, maybe, no, you don't have to shed some light on what, the way we're talking about, but maybe hopefully we haven't spoken about anything that isn't, um, uh, you know, helpful. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm really like conscious of the fact that, yeah, it is something that I do believe is valuable and, and, and is important to have. Um, and hopefully we haven't said anything that, you know, is... I don't think we have. Yeah, just checking. Just double-checking. No. Uh, But, yeah, Uh, good sex chat. Uh, Let's talk about uh, another type of service that I had to employ last week. I um, realized my shoulder still hurts. It's August is when I fell. And um, you fell hard. Let's let's just remind people you fell very hard. Yeah. And then I got kind of shamed by my radiologist who said, you know, reasons (laughs) for this isn't valuable or whatever. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to go to someone that feels a little bit more uh, hardcore, a little bit like I went to George a few times and George was great. Maya therapy. Did you go down Maya therapy? No, I went to like an ex St. Kilda football club doctor uh, physio right, so he okay. was he'd, he'd worked for St Kilda for 50, 14 years or something like that and now he's got his own practice so I went to him and uh, he just like asked me like four questions and already dis- diagnosed what I what it was and I was like oh well maybe first touch me first before you decide and then <laughs> literally at one point so he wrote down all these things and then he kind of like placed his finger on like a small spot on my shoulder and he says uh can you raise your arm? And I uh, and I couldn't. I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so, Where on the shoulder? So uh, I've written. I got the note here. He's he's diagnosed me as uh, grade two AC joint sprain. Ooh. So what he said is he was really offended by the radiologist's comment, which I have written here as well. The radiologist's comment was, range of motion is decreased due to pain. No cause for this is identified. And he's like, that's a really shit thing for them to put down. He said, if anything, what he should have done is say, uh, kind of be identified through x-ray and ultrasound uh, would, should consider looking at MRI, right? Because that's, he said, the things that are affecting me won't get picked up by the x-ray because I, it didn't break. Uh, yeah. And the ultrasound, I can't remember what it shows. But anyway, he said an MRI would have shown the bruising and would have prevented me from doing so many, uh, you know, different 
fucking wrong exercises. So the other physio that I was spending so much money on as well, she kind of just stalled it really rather than doing anything else. Whereas he was like, you know, he was more expensive, but he just said, oh, look, you've, all of that was, is why you're still in pain. So just do this instead. So for example, I told him that I was doing push-ups because I felt like if I was locked in, like as long as my chest was locked in, um, I wasn't straining the shoulder. Do you know what I mean by that? So it's like, because the the range of the shoulder wasn't moving, but he says, yeah, but the problem is um, for me, the pain kicks, uh, the the issue is I got to square my shoulders back, right? But as soon as I bring it forward, that's when the the damage is happening. So when you're doing push-ups, you're literally, even though I'm locked in, I'm pushing it further up. So counterintuitively, he said, you can do like lat pulls. I thought lat pulls will be bad because that's above overhead, right? But he's like, no, put your shoulders back and then pull it down because that's better. Anyway, so the funny thing is I said I was doing push-ups and he says, why would you do push-ups? I'm like, oh, like, you know, because he goes, was it hurting? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, why did you keep doing it then? Yeah. And I was like, oh, to be honest, doctor, like, you know, here's a bit of the background. I, I, I was weighing 125 kilos and I lost all this weight. So I think deep down I was scared that, you know, if I stop working out that I'm going to put the weight back on. And he said, how many kilos did you lose? I was like, oh, at this point about, you know, you know, I'd put on a bit since lockdown had come. So I said, you know, like 45 kilos I've lost. He goes, huh, too much ghee in your curries, mate. <laughs> Serious? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "No, Doctor Why? We were so not even Doctor Why." But (laughs) was he? How can he think that's okay? Well, then thank God he followed it up with, "Oh, by the way, I'm half Sri Lankan." Ah, <laughs> that was such a saving a grace. I was like, save. dude, dude, that was so close. It was so close to ah. just me going, oh no, because I finally found the guy. I wanted this guy, you know. Yeah, he was with- yeah. And so even when I said, can I come for a follow up uh, session next week? He goes, nah, nah, you don't need to spend any more money on me. I was like, what? Yeah, I love this guy. No, who, who says that? It sounds like a great physio. My dad always had this great one where he's just like. He loves saying it. I reckon he's probably said it for the 35 years of his career. It's like when a patient leaves, he goes, I hope never to see you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's what he said. He's like, you don't need me anymore. He's like, just, he's like it's going to take another month or so to heal, but, uh, but just don't keep doing push-ups. Don't do this. Don't do that. He gave me a whole list of things I should and shouldn't do. Let me see if I can find them. Uh, lat pull-down is okay. Bent over row is okay. Uh, seated row is okay. Uh, any pull weights, basically. So back and legs. Does it are hurt fine. on the top of the shoulder? Yeah, yeah. See, so it's this. Similar. There's apparently some sort of uh, the thing that joins the that you know the socket that the bone go the, the shoulder yeah. bone goes into. There's a thing that joins the two. I've damaged that. Yeah, I think so, I've done the same. So it clicks. Uh, it clicks when I move, and um, especially if I'm in a plank position and I hear the clicking. Um, I won't explain why I heard the clicking while I was in a plank position, but I think, you know, <laughs> the fact that lockdowns have uh, eased and visitors are welcome, I think uh, is enough of the <laughs> information you'd need. But basically, I was in the plank position and I realized, oh, uh, if you're planking and you're moving back, rocking back and forth, <laughs> and there's a particular ex- I'm sure there's some sort of exercise that can cover something, my, something. something yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a weird form of reformer Pilates <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it can go from between you know 10 minutes or 30 seconds it's uh, seconds. it just yeah, it just totally. depends it just and depends sometimes on you definitely need a shower afterwards <laughs> sometimes you definitely <laughs> yeah totally well, you are an oxymoron my friend <laughs> um, okay so yeah okay that's 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 interesting well look yeah. at least so at least we know I'm on the right track so just no more push-ups which means that maybe I will get my mantids back I don't know but I'm okay with it because my shoulder is um... but he said it's going to click for the rest of my life that's one thing I got to deal with. Yeah, um, yeah. And then also he said, he said it will be okay. I will one day be able to do push-ups again. But just don't, ironically, don't push it <laughs> right the, now. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's it's funny that. Like, because I, I have, you know, I still need a shoulder reconstruction on, on, on my left shoulder, which, to be honest, I could now actually do because my son can climb, you know, as, as I mentioned before on previous podcasts, I've needed shoulder reconstruction since I was 16. Uh, I've probably lost a lot of bone in there. But now, because the kids actually can get into the car... <laughs> 
sorry. Sorry, folks. You know who you're listening to. Yeah, it's true. You it's know. true. Let's not let's not pretend like we were no. anything ever about this. Uh, no, um, but uh, so I, I so you lost bone. I lost, I, lost, I lost a bit of bone, and uh, no, yeah. I, 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 need, I can then get the shot. But I'm very curious how I'll be after squash because I have twitched this doing push-ups um, again. Push-ups. So no, shall push- we have a uh, Fitbit betting pool to see what injury is Ben going to do? <laughs> yes, step around. What is it? Will I snap yeah. my calf? Will I go over uh, do my AC on on my right shoulder? I, look, and I'm going to take it easy. Please do take it easy, Ben, it, because we can't afford to uh, not be able to record anymore. Uh, yeah, no, but also, although, like, although it's a selfish podcast, but I'm like, good content though. Good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I want to start losing weight again consistently because I look since sure. even with the kids going back, um, it, it's 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 been very inconsistent for me. Um, I am very much near the starting mark uh, of when we started this pod, which I found quite depressing, and even then with the boot camp. I've just realized as well, you know, I'm trying to work on my systems uh, to get them back to what it, you know, and coming into summer, having been on school holidays again, I have realized that the issues I have is I'm still eating way too much. And, uh, and when I say way too much, it's not at mealtime. I'm just snacking the whole time. Like I need to stop snacking. That is where I am uh, coming to. So I kind so of cause want- you, cause you, because you eat way too much, you weigh too much. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, but, but that, that, that's, I'm going to get a T-shirt done that if you eat way too much, you weigh too much. Yeah, it's a good one. God, we just really have the list of all the good. We have a lot of T-shirt ideas. Um, there was another one. Um, when sugar, I still like it. Someone else going to me. When, uh, uh, when sugar levels are low, go, go, go. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you give to the kids. that one. I think go go go. I feel like I want to do wristbands that say hey 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 hey. Just when that negative voice kicks in, we even had a listener talk to us about how she found that helpful. She said she's uh, decided to use the hey 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 voice to be kind to her, but also work out with her family uh, based on inspired by you. So she's we've helped her in that sense. So welcome, which which is lovely, and that's where um, I I I want to start because I really want to get. Uh, to the next level. I really want yes. to get back to where I was pre-COVID, which is 105. Yes, and yes. so I am announcing it today uh, that I, you know, because we've done all the weigh-ins in the past, we've done it down this path. Uh, you are beyond that. Not to say that you don't keep on top of your weight. Uh, oh, but- I'll give a quick bit of stat update yes. so that people know I'm human. Uh, I uh, came in at 79 most recently, off the back of, say, 75, which I was pre lockdown restrictions so i've chucked on about four kilos in the last say three weeks of uh, eating out and having ice cream almost every day but what i haven't done is uh i haven't uh, i tried not to shame myself for it because i'm loving life uh, and trying to um, enjoy the fact that we have uh restaurants and things like that but also uh i consistently work out as well so that's the one thing that i'm not yeah. like so for example when it was raining i'm like well you had a lot of curry right. on uh on on saturday so you know yeah, i look at it like curry had to go for a run <laughs> yeah get too much gear in the curry correct and uh, but also i look at it like you gotta earn the cheat day for me i tell myself look you can have your cheaters you can have your restaurant eating and which i've been doing heaps of but you need to earn it which i feel like i did in lockdown i was really you know conscious of it but you know now that things are a little bit easier of course i'm going to put on a bit of weight and a bit of padding and that's okay benny yeah because i'm still uh working out and also and again look some people might be realizing this that uh you know especially in melbourne things are starting uh, to slowly you know we've had quite a few days of uh you know you know we've just been you know got new announcements that you know you can have more people in your house you know come christmas we might be able to have uh more people at home but the th- thing about it is uh, there's for me in particular, it's like, well, I, I keep I keep false starting. It's like well, mm. I'm I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, I'm gonna wake up at five thirty from Monday to Friday, and then I do my exercise. But then uh, because I'm doing my exercise, am I that conscious on what I'm eating my food? And then come weekend, I'm like, oh, that's okay. I can take it a bit easier. And then pretty much all the gains I lose over the weekend, and then I start again on Monday. Now, so here's here's a question for you, right? So you. You like Tim Ferriss's books, Tools of Titans and Tribe of Mentos, yes. right? Uh, his diet, the slow-carb diet on, in the four-hour body, like, that's what I did. Yeah. My question, I guess, is if you have an author who you like and you have a friend who did that technique and had positive results with it, 
Um, is, well, I was curious why you wouldn't even want to maybe consider trying that. I have tried it. Like, oh, you and I've have? Been try- oh, my apologies. I didn't know No, that. no, no. I have been trying it. It's just the discipline around it. So that that's that's where I have. So, for instance, like, it's like I just need to learn, like, for instance, the one thing, you know, like, I have not been eating before 12. I've been doing it for maybe close to six weeks. And then I've been fasting between 12 and 7 p.m., sometimes 8 p.m., but having that eight-hour window. The problem mm-hmm. I have then is occasionally it'll be like, oh, but on Saturday mornings I really want to eat crepes with my kids. It's like a tradition. That's what we've always done. Yeah. So, But once I let that little thing in, then I started letting other little things in, and then it got out of control. I'd still eat between... Between that 12 and 8 but then that carb stuff you know like I'd find little excuses and then before you know it I've eaten half a jar of peanut butter with her with a liter of milk well th- that's interesting you say that because it's that that's why I always enjoyed the Tim Ferriss uh, diet because it had that built-in day where you have no rules it- so like if it's crepe day with your family great because that keeps you mentally sane because um, and one of the ways I look at my diet now is like Either the food is there to, you know, fuel my body and my, my, my nutrition and my muscles, or it's there to fuel my soul. Because yeah. I need, you know, I love ice cream, I love fried chicken, and I'm not going to lie. And when I eat them, I feel happy. So sometimes it's food that's uh, fuel for the, the, the muscles, sometimes it's fuel for the soul. And so I totally agree. So I had a bit of an intervention last night where my partner's like, look, you've got to start. I need to help, but you just got to start getting back into into the routine you had before COVID. Now, that will look a little bit different, but that's another reason why I got the bike purchase. Because I said, mm. look, even though I've got nowhere near to nowhere near to ride i now have a good bike where i will go for a ride now that's never been a thing in my life to go for a ride because it was always my form of transport so i'd ride 70 80 kilometers a week or whatever that was my exercise then plus squash which was two or three days a week there was all my cardio that's what shed it off now i don't have that luxury so therefore being conscious of food is now more important but the level of accountability is where I've been wavering. So it's like, yeah, sometimes we weigh in, sometimes we don't. That's why I thought this time around I'd like to do it on Patreon. So mm-hmm. we are going to have another tier, okay? So in this tier, uh, which will be, uh, look, we've just, we're going to do it $10, okay? You know, and whether you want to join in, uh, we'd love you to be part of it. But what I'll be doing is I'll be doing a, a weigh-in on video. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bear all uh, once a week. Uh, it's going to be... Keep the jocks on, though, please. Keep the jocks on. Uh, it won't you don't be want a... that incident that happened, like, in the middle of last year or this year where you posted a picture of your weight and everyone saw your balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you know the weird thing about it was... It was your ass crack, not your balls. It was your balls. Yeah, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was a full-on picture. It was... Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. let, let's not lie. I, have, but... I still have the screenshot. Yeah. yeah uh, and, and, and I'm starting my own uh, Patreon uh, for 20 bucks <laughs> if you want to see Ben's <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> So I wanted. So if you want to join, like, because again, yeah. we don't want to go over old ground. But I was like, yeah, I kind of like the idea. I'm going to put on a bit more video content, uh, maybe like even with me uh, going on rides. But I've, yeah. I've, I've kind of ended this uh, video content well because I kind of want to see more of my face because I'm absolutely devastated to get to 120, if not more. I haven't hopped on the scales in a week. Could be more this week. But the problem I have is, like, I want that accountability again. And I thought, well, Patreon would be the best place to do it. We've got such a supportive network. We've got such a supportive team. And if you want to lose weight loss and you want to come on the journey, fuck, I'd love you to come uh, join it. But I want to get back to pre-COVID weight. And more importantly, I want to get back under 100 so I can then focus on maybe getting fit enough to be able to do around the bay in a day or fit enough to you know like the idea of doing an iron man that's something you did a decade ago but i was like wow i just i didn't do iron man but yeah but yeah so something like like something like that i'd be like i really want to do that because putting back the weight back on even though i've been doing boot camp and i feel a bit stronger it's just the sluggishness uh you know the the lack of confidence the fact that people have noticed i've put on a lot of weight has been really challenging because you're just like before i was you know quite fit and now i'm like no, you can see you've put on weight. I'm very good at hiding it, but that's not the point. It's how I feel about it. So mm-hmm. uh, with Patreon, it's going to be once a week. It's going to be video content. It's going to be 10 bucks a month. You still get the bonus, two bonus episodes, but that's something I really, really, uh, I just want to be held accountable. And uh, and I think that one is a good one. Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. I've been thinking about it for a while, 
but I just really want to be held accountable and have something to focus on and something to work to because at the moment now, that's what killed me. That's what I just found frustrating is I need to let go of what I had done beforehand because it just doesn't work with family life and post-COVID. Um, you know, maybe it will come up again, uh, but the moment now, riding and squash, even though squash is coming back, so th- that, could be, that could be something. But that was my cardio. That was my running. That was just that. That's what I did, and so not having that now, I'm like, okay, well, you know, what's replacing it? Well, now I might go for big rides. Maybe I'll convince Jai Singer to get on a bike as well and go for a ride. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm planning on doing the Noosa Triathlon in 2021. Ooh, uh, there we my go. Friends I, my friends and I, who did it back in 2009, we were going to do a reunion of it in 2019. That was last year. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one of them was getting married in December, so it didn't timing-wise. Everyone was coming back in December from overseas, uh, and uh, it just didn't work. So we said, well, let's make it 2020, and then that ha- this happened. So let's hopefully now 2021. When is it in 2021? Uh, it's usually November, October, I believe, every year. And uh, it'll work right nicely because Melbourne Marathon's in uh, October early, so I could... I probably will train for the half marathon for that one to try and yeah. get a faster time. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, training for the triathlon because the, the Noosa triathlon is 1.5 kilometer swim, 40k bike ride, and a 10k run. And um, swim and run, See, I've already doable. got it under control. 40k bike ride is the one that I don't uh, have uh, much exercise in recent times. So, But I do feel confident. I mean, if I did it in five months, 10 years ago, in 2009, I did it in five months of training while I was heavy. So I'm yeah. like, look, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get to that 40k, but this Got time around it's about uh, this time around it's about going fast. Last time it was just about completing. This time I I just want to make sure I get a good time or have a targeted time. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. Uh, just uh, again I, I need to run off, but uh, people uh, 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 I was remember when I was training for the the Noosa one back then I was such a big drinker and our big um, bike hill session would we go to Studley Park. Uh, and for those five months, I did only two of them <laughs> because it was Saturday morning yeah, and I yeah. had such a big Friday. I'm like, I'm not racing. Yeah, um, it's, yeah it's funny. But well, I, I'm yeah. excited, Ben. I'm excited. Obviously, you know, with the video content, mo- most of it will be, uh, you know, on your, your time. But occasionally I will be there. Uh, we can go for runs together. We'll exactly. We'll runs and things like that. So. And, and, and the dream is come come the new year, we record a podcast in the sauna. I'm still, I'm still, I just, oh, God, I don't oh, want to do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So It'll be so much fun. The oh. sauna pod. Hot, sauna hot pod. pod. Um, uh, all right. Well, uh, folks, yeah, speaking of Patreon, it, uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash FitBetPod. Uh, current availabilities is Squash Dogs. Uh, check out the latest episode with Jacqueline Mifsud, where we discuss our favorite uh, prof- personal development books, which I call uh, self-help books because uh, yep. I'm old school. Uh, and uh, we discuss uh, our big takeaway points from some of our favorite books. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I really love that that particular one we did because I had a lot of, I took a lot of lessons from it myself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also Ben, your Ben Lomas comic on Instagram. Yes. Uh, and all my information. Also something I don't have often to plug. Uh, you can come and check me out on 10 play. They, my set ah. at the opera house uh, will be airing tonight on channel 10. So it's always nice to uh, Wait, Ben airing tonight. Uh, airing tonight. When this podcast comes on Friday this week. Exactly. So, so check out Ten Play. That. That's ready. Right I was already on yeah. top of it. Yeah. I was already yeah. on top yeah. of yeah. it. Check out Ten Play. Um, so, awesome. yeah. uh, Love that and, shirt. Uh, Want to be able to fit into that shirt again? Fuck <laughs> <do I> <laughs> Maybe that's the goal, right? That's there the you goal. Go. Um, uh, and uh, for me, uh, Bundle of Joys is still on AmazonPrime.com, but also uh, my podcast with Ed Cavalier, Mad Stacks is going off. People are loving it. Uh, and uh, and hopefully we'll all be rich by the end of that podcast. <laughs> uh, take it easy, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. We love you so much. Uh, yeah. And we'll see you on the socials. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, yeah, we love you. We do. We wouldn't do this pod without you guys. Uh, and yeah, if you want to come over to Patreon, uh, come and join us. Okay. Bye. Bye.